Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Heaven is full of the glory of God. Hallelujah. But God also declares that the whole earth shall be full of his glory. Amen. That's talking about the lordship of Jesus being seen in this earth realm. Amen. The Bible says to open up your gates and let the king of glory come in. Amen. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. So the kingdom of God or the kingdom of God coming to this earth realm, hallelujah, is seen when we by faith receive Jesus as Lord in every situation and circumstance. Amen. Not only to be saved also, but he's Lord over the family. He's Lord over your health. He's Lord over your finances. Amen. So that's where the glory will be seen. Amen. And so tonight I want to deal with um, opening your heart unto the Lord. Amen. How to, how to open your heart unto the Lord. How to know if your heart is open unto the Lord. Amen. One of the greatest truths to know about God is that he, God, is always right. Amen. And even though this sounds simple, in our response to God, we show whether we believe or not that God is, is always right. Amen. So man contends with God, whether you know it or not. Amen. Through your attitude, through your behavior, through to your approach, through your approach to God, through your approach to the word. Hallelujah. You're either yielding to the Lord or you are resisting that you are resisting the Lord. In Romans chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. Romans chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true. But let every man a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and that you may overcome when you are judged. Amen. So this dynamic of man um, speaking to God, amen, contending with the Lord, like Job contended with the Lord. God was right and Job lacked information. Job lacked understanding to know that God was right. And so he was entrenched in his position against God. So God had to allow someone else to speak. Amen. You know that Job's friends, that they spoke and they said all manner of things. Amen. But God said that they did not speak the thing that was right. But a young man, Elihu, spoke the thing that was right, that allowed God to minister to Job. Amen. And so that's what God wants to do. He wants to minister 
to you. He wants to bless you. Amen. But you have to know that God is right. There's no wisdom which can withstand God. There's no wisdom which can resist God. Amen. That a failure to receive God's righteousness is called self-righteousness. Amen. A, a, a failure to receive the fullness of the fact that God is right for whatever circumstance, whatever situation. Amen. It is, it is a failure to allow God through his righteousness to bless you. You're blessed in righteousness. Amen. And so, and yet God is willing to talk to anyone who will listen. Amen. So God is right. So you get that straight right off the bat. And somebody says, well, I don't want to talk to God because I got a situation where I think God is not right. And God is willing, amen, to allow you to talk with him. Amen. So God is willing to talk with you and to hear you out as he brings you to the place to realize that he is right. Amen. So you need what God has. You need what God um, um, knows. Amen. You need it. <laughs> amen. Because God is eternal. Amen. His wisdom is eternal. Amen. So God is trying to bring you to a place of willingly receiving from him. Amen. Isaiah 43. The book of Isaiah 43 and verse 26. God says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. Amen. And so the issue with man is that he does not know oftentimes what's in his heart until he comes in contact with God. Amen. Now, God, in his love, in his mercy, he knows what's in your heart, but he wants you to know what's in your heart. Amen. To deal with, to deal with what's in your heart. And so you, you have to talk to God. You have to fellowship with the Lord. Amen. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper. Then any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the purposes and the intents of the heart. Amen. So how do you know what's in your heart? By fellowshipping with the Lord. Amen. God brings you along in steps. Amen. He not only saves you. Amen. But the Lord will purify you. The, the, the Lord will teach you. Amen. The Lord will make you a partaker of his divine nature. So you, you have to fellowship. You have to talk with God. Amen. And you see it again in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. It says, Learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead the cause. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And though they are red like crimson, they shall be as, as wool. Amen. So we are children of God. We belong 
to God. Amen. And so we're the one who receives God's righteousness and works righteousness in this earth realm. We're representatives of the Lord. Amen. He says, learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. So that's what we should be doing in this earth realm. Amen. So as believers, we are to be one with the Lord, joined unto the Lord, one with the Lord's heart. So the manifestation is as we give ourselves to travail and prayer and supplication and groanings because of corruption and unrighteousness and injustice and violence in the land. Amen. And so because we are one with God, we give ourselves with to prayer, to travail, supplications, groanings. Why? Because God wants righteousness in his earth. He wants justice in this earth. Amen. And so we are one with God's heart. Amen. And so the things that are in God's heart, we should feel also if we are one with the Lord. Amen. If our hearts are open unto the Lord. Amen. So the things that God cares about, we care about also. And this is a work of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we don't know how to pray as we are, but the Holy Spirit helps us in this weakness with groanings which cannot be uttered, that is with articulate speech, that deep calls unto deep, amen. And because the, the, the kingdom of God is within us and eternity is on the inside of us, that God from heaven by the Holy Spirit, amen, can make us feel what he is feeling. These are the, 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 the true emotions. Amen. Not that which is of the flesh, but that which is vital to this earth realm. If we're going to move with God, hallelujah, then we have to be one with his heart. Amen. That God is going to make things happen in this earth realm. He's going to save. He's going to heal. He's going to deliver, but he's looking for people whose hearts are open to him. Amen. And so he wants to get you there. Amen. So as believers, we are one with God in the big things. And yet the greatest opportunity for revival is in us personally and individually. Amen. So before God can use you to touch the nations, Amen. To touch your, your nation. Amen. To touch the world. Amen. He has to have your heart. In other words, God has to have the keys to your heart. He has to have unfettered access to your heart. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. Amen. And so that mankind is living on this earth. Many times man is unaware of what God is doing. Amen. From heaven in this earth realm because we are living our own life. Amen. We're not seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. So that everything else can be added unto us. We are unaware of God. We are only aware of ourselves. Amen. We are unaware of the movements of God. So the greatest opportunity for revival is in us personally and individually. Amen. For revival to come, a veil must be taken away, amen, 
which holds you captive and separates you from the love of God. Amen. And even separates you from the truth. Amen. Now, as far as God is concerned, nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Amen. Yet you yourselves, through your heart, unaware, insensitive to God, that you can be separated from the love of God. That's where we see suffering. Uh, that's where we see violence. That's where we see corruption. That's where we see hurt. Amen. As people are separated from, from the love of God. In 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verses 14 through 18. Amen. It says, But their minds were blinded, for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. And so this is talking about that even, the Apostle Paul says, even this day when the Old Testament is read, there was a veil on people's hearts, amen. And so the Old Testament veiled, Jesus was veiled in the Old Testament, amen. And so through revelation knowledge, Jesus is unveiled. And so in the gospels, amen. Even um, Jesus speaking to certain disciples on the road to Emmaus, he showed them in the scriptures that they had in that day, that is the law and the prophets, he taught them that he was there in the Old Testament. So he unveiled it, amen. And so when Jesus is unveiled, it is by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit unveils Jesus, there is there's, the glory of God is released so that you can see Jesus and so that, that you can see yourself, amen. So, when one turns to the Lord, the Bible says the veil is taken away. When a person will turn to the Lord, in other words, there's a veil there where people can't see the glorious Jesus. They can't see the truth. They, they are stuck in tradition. They are stuck in religion. Today, people are stuck in tradition. The tradition of man makes the word of God of no effect. They are stuck in religion where they don't know the Lord. They don't see him face to face. Amen. They are unwilling to deal with the Lord. To be honest, most people are afraid to be that vulnerable, to reveal their heart to anyone, even, even unto the Lord. Most people, they, they kind of play around the edges. Amen. And so... In revival, it takes repentance. That's what that means. When one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. That word to turn means to revert. Amen. 
is, is to do a 180. It means to be converted. Amen. It is to change your position totally. Amen. To be 100% changed. Amen. Letting go of your old position and receiving the Lord's position. Amen. And so conversion, amen, means to be converted into the mind of Christ, to be converted into the kingdom of God. It is often associated with repentance, amen. And so again, many people don't know how to repent. They say, you know, because that they are saved and that they are a recipient of grace, Amen. That their sins are not counted against them. Therefore, they say that they can hold certain things in their heart. Amen. And it doesn't affect their relationship with the Lord. Amen. So many people, believers, believe. Amen. Amen that they can hold certain things in their heart, even things that they don't even know entirely because they never dealt with it, amen. Things that people have never come to grips with, amen. Even strongholds, even bad habits, even bad thoughts, amen. The Bible says in the New Testament, amen, cast down every thought, every reasoning, Every argument, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to punish all disobedience when your obedience is made complete. Amen. And so if you don't regard the things in your heart, how do you know when you have obeyed? Hallelujah. How do you know if you have completed obedience? How do you know if you were even willing the Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. If, if you don't know how to regard what's in your heart through communion with the Lord. And look, this is what I want you to see. That somebody says, you, you, you're, you're teaching sin or preaching sin. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, I have already established that God says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be scarlet, that he will make them white as snow. Amen. We've already established that God says to state your case unto him. So God wants you to come close to him. There's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the spirit, Holy Spirit, and not after the flesh. <laughs> Amen. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reconcile this, this thing. Amen. That it is, it is not the Old Testament where a person can be stoned, Holy Ghost, for gathering sticks on the Sabbath, Holy Ghost. And yet there was a truth in that that many people probably don't even know. The Bible talks about keeping the Sabbath or, or honoring the Sabbath, ceasing from your own works, amen, and entering into the rest, which is of the Lord, amen. So there is a truth associated with actions that must be unveiled for you to appreciate that truth that you cannot get 
without communing with the Lord, not being afraid to take your heart when all that is in your heart and come close to God and commune with the Lord. He says, be holy for I'm holy. That's what he's talking about. Amen. His holiness will be worked in you. The Bible says righteousness produces holiness. And so you have righteousness as a legal fact as a believer. But the word of God brings you into walking out righteousness. You look like God. You are partakers of his nature. You're made in the image of God. So you're not saying that you're righteous and robbing banks and confusing people of what the image of righteousness looks like. Holy Ghost. You're not being saying that you're righteous, amen, and having infidelity, amen, on your spouse and making people confused about, about what righteousness looks like. So what does God do? He brings you into himself. He gives you himself, amen. Did you know that the reward, amen, is God himself? That's the greatest reward. He says, my reward, Jesus says, my reward is with me, amen. That God says to Abraham that I am your exceeding great reward. I am. Amen. I'm the reward. Holy Ghost. It says walk before me and be perfect. Amen. Now those things began to make sense to you. Because there are things that until you're willing not to be hardened against the Lord or resist the Lord or insist on your own ways that things will not, they will not make sense, amen. So for revival to come, you have to turn to the Lord. Turning to the Lord means to be converted, to revert, amen, to repent of any posture or stance, amen, in your heart, which is different from that which the Lord is saying in his word that releases the blessing, amen. And so until you're willing, amen, to turn unto the Lord Jesus, amen. Hebrews chapter 10, amen. Hebrews chapter 10, what does it mean to turn to the Lord, to be converted, to change, amen. Converted means to change, amen. You are continually transforming, you are continually changing, amen. You came to the Lord, amen. You were saved and baptized, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Hopefully, you were filled with the Holy Ghost. That the Holy Spirit, that He is Ramashata. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of, of promise. Amen. So He is the surety, the guarantee of the purchased possession. And so the Bible says that Koraboshata, eternal life. Amen. Eternal life is knowing the Father and the Son, eternal life. So, so you begin eternal life down here. And so you're in the kingdom, which is a, 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 a picture of the kingdom of heaven where there is righteousness. So you're fitted for heaven. You're prepared for heaven. You have the mindset for heaven. You love the Lord Jesus with all your heart. You love the Father God with all your heart. You love the Holy Spirit. And you are subject to the Holy Spirit down here. As you begin to walk out eternal life, I am your exceeding great reward. Walk before me and be perfect, says the Lord. Amen. And so you began that down here so that 
when it's time for you to go to heaven, it's, it's simply a seamless transition. Amen. You're not a perjurer. You're not a backslider. Amen. You, you, you are not a manslayer. Amen. You're not a kidnapper. Amen. That your heart, though you are not perfect, that communion, amen, is the fire. Amen. John the Baptist says that, yes, indeed, I baptize with water, but there is one who comes after me who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose shoes I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy to carry. Amen. So the Lord baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire is judgment against evil, but burning up impurities. Amen. He burns the shaft. Amen. That the wheat is, is brought into the garner, but he burns up all the shaft, that which is not useful. Amen. And so somebody says, is that law? No, that's communion. Amen. The Bible says, can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothing not be burned? The answer is no. Amen. Whether you're dealing with the, 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 the fire of the world, amen, of that, that harlot woman, or whether you're talking about the fire of the Lord, it's, it's a truth. that The truth is that a man cannot take fire into his bosom. Amen. And his clothing not be burned. And so the fire of the Holy Ghost, you must be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You, you, he lights your candle. He lights your heart. He lights you up. Amen. And that light is not supposed to go out. And so that is the passion of the Lord causing you to have passion for him. He says, don't be lukewarm. I'll spew you out of my mouth. And so it is, it is fire that keeps burning, amen, that keeps you pure, amen. And so you don't have to worry about, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery because you love the Lord, that fire, amen. And that communion, hallelujah, is bringing everything into focus, amen. Everything into life, everything into light. Amen. Hebrews 10. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So now we have boldness. Amen. To enter to the holy of holies by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Amen. And, aye, aye, aye. So Jesus gave his body. Jesus gave his flesh. Hallelujah. And so by the offering of his flesh. Amen. A body that has prepared for me. Amen. To do thy will. To do thy will, O Lord. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. That is Jesus. He gave his flesh so that flesh will not be a hindrance unto us. Jesus has taken care of every hindrance. Amen. So sin does not have dominion over you. You're not a debtor to the flesh, to sin. Amen. But you're a bondservant 
unto Christ. And we speak this way because of the, the infirmity of men not understanding what it means to be a bond slave. Amen. They have a worldly connotation. He just called me a slave. Ain't, ain't nobody slave. Yes. You should be a bond servant, a bond slave unto Christ willingly. Remember, it was the bond servant, amen, that had the mark in his ear that's listening, holy ghost, to the word of God, hallelujah. He said, though you can release the slaves, I'm not going anywhere because of my love for the master, holy ghost. So the bond servants ain't going Nowhere, amen, for folks speak of liberty in the world and they talk about stuff. Hallelujah, how you can be so blessed and you can and how you can have stuff, amen, and how you are free and you can do stuff and it's not against you. Holy Ghost, but you have a lover, <laughs> man, that you are faithful to, hallelujah. So when everybody else is spinning, <laughs> moving, and grooving, hallelujah, and they look at you, the Bible says, they think it's strange that you don't join with them, amen, in that overflow of wickedness, amen, speaking about the flood, the allusion to the flood, they, they, they think it's strange, amen. They say, God ain't holding that against you. Be free. Holy <laughs> Ghost. But the Bible says the love of God restrains us. <laughs> Amen. The, the, the love of God, how it restrains us. Hallelujah. And yet we are free. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. The remotes. The place with God has expanded. The room has expanded. Hallelujah. Your space, your place with the Lord has expanded. Because you only have eyes for him. Holy Ghost. Did you know that there are certain things that blesses the Lord? Think about relationship. Did you think it was one-sided just about your blessing? Whoa. There's certain things that blesses the Lord. Holy God. And he'll let you know in the secrets of his heart. He said, that blessed me, girl. <laughs> that blessed me. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. He says, leave her alone. Holy Ghost. The woman with the alabaster box. Hallelujah. Washing his feet, korbasha, crying, mosha, and the fragrance is filling the room. Now the fragrance is one. Hallelujah. It is Christ's fragrance. Amen. It is the fragrance of Christ that is filling the room. Hallelujah. He says, leave her alone. Amen. That this shall be a memorial. This shall be talked about in times in the future to teach you stuff. God is teaching you stuff, amen. He's using korbasha, the word kaya He is using actions. There's things that God can teach you that no one else can teach you, and there's things that you can know that no one can take away. <laughs> Holy Ghost. So God is trying to deal with you
And so that's what it's all about. It is not false freedom, false liberty. Hallelujah. It is romos ebebroboshata. Where the Spirit is Lord, there's liberty. Hallelujah. Where the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, is Lord in your life. Amen. In other words, the Holy Spirit is Lord in this earth realm. He represents the Lord Jesus and the Father God. Whatever the Holy Spirit says to do, you do. Whatever the Holy Spirit says don't do, you don't do. And then beyond that, hallelujah, that you can be korabash. You, you can sense him, feel him, know him, that when he's grieved, you're grieved. That you sense it, amen. When someone has dishonored the Lord, amen, it's told an off-color joke, that you, you can't just sit there. You, 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 you can't act like there was nothing to see here because it hurts you. It hurts you to your heart. Amen. Matthew chapter 11. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11. Amen. So what am I saying? There's a veil. Amen. That is unmoved, unremoved, Ramashanta. Unless you're able to turn to the Lord or to repent, to change or be converted. Amen. It is not such a legalistic thing. It is a heart thing. Amen. Matthew chapter 11. Verses. Matthew chapter 11. Verse 25. And 26. It says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. So Jesus said, he says that I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from those who are wise and prudent in their own eyes. So you're going to have to humble yourself. If you're wise in your own eyes, amen, you are not positioned to receive these things. They are veiled to you. They are hidden to you, amen, that the Lord was talking about. If the works that were done in Tyre and Sidon and Chorazon, amen, were done in this generation, that they would judge this, this generation. He says, but... I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that these things were hidden from the wise and the prudent. Amen. In other words, it's God's wisdom. The only way to get God's wisdom is to let go of the wisdom which is of the world. Wisdom of the world is the operating wisdom in this world. Amen. It happened when Adam and Eve sinned. It's the operating wisdom in this world. Amen. That man believes that he knows and man believes that he develops. And man believes that he advances. Amen. And so it is that wisdom without, without God. Amen. It's actually the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen. And so those, the things, that wisdom, that wonderful wisdom is hidden from those who are wise within themselves, wise in this world. Amen. And so you have to be you have to be converted. You have to turn to the Lord. When one turns to the Lord, the Bible says, the veil is taken away. 
to turn to the Lord means to be converted. That is to do a 180. And most people hold on to part. They hold on to parts. Amen. That they are not willing, hallelujah, to let go and to let God. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 3. And Jesus said, Assuredly I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God. Amen. Unless you are converted and become like little children, that means teachable. You will by no means enter, enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Unless the veil of preferring yourself in the world. Amen. And other things. Unless that veil is taken away, then you're operating in the wrong wisdom. Amen. And so some things that the Lord says will not make sense to you. Amen. In Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 27 through 30. Amen. Matthew chapter 5. Verses 27 through 30, I'm reading in the King James. It says, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Amen. So this does not make sense to the natural mind. What Jesus is talking about, plucking out eyes, cutting off hands, plucking out a right eye. Amen. He's just talked about adultery as far as the eye is concerned. He says that if your right eye offend thee, that word offend means to cause to sin or to cause to stumble. Amen. The word offend also means it is the part of the trap. Amen. Where the bait is. Amen. And so now you begin to see things if, if you're right high, offend you. Amen. The part of a trap or a snare. Amen. So the devil is trying to snare you. Amen. Cause you to stumble. Amen. And so a member, what is, what is a member? A member is anything, amen, that is part of the body. Amen. So it could be the body of Christ. Amen. And you don't want the whole body to be cast into hell. So you, you deal with that one thing, or it could be individual, amen, that if there is something, amen, with, within you, hallelujah, that you need the Lord to take out, 
Amen. You can't go around this place. You can't go around these people. Hallelujah. Without the temptation to sin. Amen. Then that needs to be removed. And why would you hold on? For instance, why would you hold on to a relationship that is wrong? Hallelujah. Why would you go to a place which would cause you to sin or, or to stumble? You can't say, well, you know, God loves me or whatever. Jesus says the reason that the Lord uses such graphic language, amen, it is, it is shock. It is to shock you out of your position, <laughs> amen. The, the Lord will use something to make you wonder. The Lord will use something to make you consider Amen. If your right eye offend you, pluck it out. If your right hand offend you, cut it off. Amen. And yet that you would not understand what the Lord is saying unless you are willing to let the thing go. So this is what I'm saying. I'm saying unless one turns unto the Lord, amen. If when one turns to the Lord, the veil Amen. Which is keeping you from seeing Jesus in his glory. Amen. To remove the glow, to remove the veil, so to speak. In other words, everything with God is good. He's blessed you. He's, he's saved you. He has given you eternal life. He heals your diseases, the Bible says. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. He forgives your iniquities. He crowns you with good things so that your mouth is renewed like the, that, the, like the eagles, amen. That you are renewed, you are refreshed, amen. He, he fills you with good things, amen. So that you are renewed, amen. So God is, God is good. And so he's trying to get his goodness to you, but there is a veil keeping you from being able to see. Amen. Unless one turns to the Lord, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Turn to the Lord means to be converted. A 180 degree, amen, repentance, change of hearts, change of mind, change, change of views. Amen. And so the Lord will remove that thing. Amen. That, that, that quotable shandabo, the eye that causes you to stumble, the Lord will remove it. The hand that causes you to sin, the Lord will remove it. Amen. And so we're not talking about plucking out natural eyes. Amen. I'll show you that. We're not talking about cutting off natural hands. Hallelujah. We are talking about spiritual, spiritual things. Amen. So you don't stumble. Amen. You don't fall. Amen. And you don't take the bait. Amen. That the devil, it is, it is the, the part of the trap where the bait is. Amen. That causes you, that causes you to be snared. Amen. In 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Amen. Praise be to God. Verses 6 through 8. And if somebody can, hallelujah, help me with my time. Hallelujah. Anybody. First Peter. Hallelujah. Chapter 2. Verses 6 through 8. 
Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they were also appointed. Amen. So there is, hallelujah, a word which is appointed. Amen. There is an appointed word for you, a personal word for you as you live out your life before the Lord. There is a personal, hallelujah, there is a personal word for you that you're appointed to. Amen. If you believe that word, you show that Jesus is precious unto you. But those who don't believe, it, he becomes a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Amen. In St. John chapter 6. St. John chapter 6. Verses 54 and 55. St. John chapter 6, verses 54 and 55. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is, is drink indeed. Hallelujah. And then verse 60 through 63. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying, who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if, I sh if you should see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So anytime Jesus is speaking to you, his words are spirit and life. Amen. And then verse 66 through 68. And from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And so this should be our attitude. The Lord has the words to eternal life and his words that they are spirit and they are life. Amen. And so it is, we are offended. Amen. Many times, hallelujah, by the word of God. Hallelujah. That we are offended depending on our lust or our desires or what is in us. Amen. The things that we want to hold on to. There are things that we want to hold on to that the Lord wants us to let go of, amen, to be perfected, amen, to be matured, amen, not to stay, hallelujah, in the same old state, hallelujah, but to increase, the Bible says, in the knowledge, in the knowledge of the Lord, amen. So Jesus spoke in a way, amen, to show that this, what he was saying, amen, was to catch their attention, amen, and to let them know 
that he was the bread of life. Amen. So he said it in a way for them not to pursue natural bread. Many of them that they came because he fed the 5,000. They came because he fed the 4,000. He says, don't seek that bread that perishes, but seek the bread that leads to eternal life. Amen. And that he is that bread. It is actually the Lord's table. It is, it is the body and the blood of Jesus. Amen. It is, it is partaking. When, when we take of the Lord's Supper, we are showing that we are partaking of all of his life, all of his eternal life. Amen. That, that we are showing that we are receiving what he did for us. That's what it's all about, receiving what the Lord has, has done for us. In Genesis, Genesis chapter 32. beginning with verse 24, and we've referred to this a lot, this passage of Scripture, amen. But the emphasis is that the Word of God, as it is fed to you, hallelujah, by the Holy Spirit, is the final authority. The Word of God is the final authority that will change even your relationships, your your position in this in this world. You, you esteem the Lord greater. It says, verse 24, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man or angel wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Amen. The King James says that um, you are a prince. Let me, let me look at that in, in the King James. It says, verse 28, and he said, Thy name shall be no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince or ruler, you have power with God and with men and have prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask me my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For he says, I've seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And he passed over Peniel, and the sun rose upon him. Amen. And therefore, the, as, he, he, as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him. And he halted upon his thigh. Amen. So this encounter, we, we, we talked about calling. Amen. And we talked about how there could be a struggle and there could be um, strivings. Hallelujah. As, as you walk out your calling. Amen. But tonight I want to focus on the fact. Amen. That, 
the angel of the Lord touched him on his thigh. Amen. And he began to limp. Amen. After the angel of the Lord touched him on his thigh. So his walk was changed. Amen. So anybody in the world could see that he was impaired according, according to the world. Amen. But one thing that happened about his encounter with the Lord. Now he required a staff to walk on. Amen. The staff represents the authority and the word of God. That rod and that staff, they comfort me. Amen. So he was dependent on the staff, the word of God, and the authority of the word after his encounter with the Lord. In other words, what, what is this image? What is the Bible trying to say? It is saying that we are completely, we should be completely dependent on the word, even though the world says, the world says that if you are Christian, that that religion is a crutch. Amen. The world says, hallelujah, that it is that messing with your mind. You're weak. You're weak minded. Amen. That a true Christian, true Christianity, that is a crutch. Amen. And so to the world, you are impaired. The, the more you love the Lord, the closer you are with to the Lord, and the more obvious that it is, amen, it is a detriment, amen, to those who trust in the world's wisdom, amen. And then in Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, and verse 21. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21. It says, By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. Amen. So Ephraim and Manasseh. Amen. That Jacob blessed him. He summoned up strength. He was about to die. He summoned up strength to bless the sons of Joseph. You remember he crossed his hands, amen, so that the right hand was on Ephraim, the left hand was on Manasseh, amen. And so the, the, the blessing, amen, continued into the next generation by the word of God that Jacob got to the place where he was completely dependent upon leaning upon the staff. Staff is the word of God. Amen. It is what God uses to correct. It represents the authority of the Lord. Amen. It represents Landida, 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 Landida. You remember Aaron's staffs that budded. Amen. God wanted to put an end to that strife. Amen. That he had chosen Aaron and his sons to be priests. Amen. And so it was the staff that budded, amen. It was Aaron's staff that budded and produced almonds where God says that his authority from heaven was with Aaron. His authority from heaven, amen, seen with the staff, amen. And so even before he died, that Jacob had to lean on the staff, amen, to hold off death long enough 
to bless the sons, the sons of Joseph. Amen. So the staff is the authority, it's the word, it's trusting completely in the Lord and his word. Amen. And so that has to be our attitude, not to be offended by the word of God, even things that we don't understand, things that we don't understand. That doesn't mean that we revert back to our old ways. Amen. That God has chosen the foolish things to confound the wise. Amen. The weak things that God has chosen, the, the, the base things that God has chosen to the world. Amen. The Bible says that which is highly esteemed amongst men is abomination unto God. Esteemed amongst men is abomination unto God. Hallelujah. So, so the Lord has purposely put things in his word to show you where your heart is. Can you get over the offense? Amen. We know people can offend you, but I'm also talking about the the word of God, hallelujah, being sensitive, amen, pliable in the Lord's hand, not living to the patterns according to the patterns of the world, not living according to the patterns of only the things that please you in calling that the Lord, amen, the hard word, amen. They said this is a hard word, hallelujah. Why was it hard, hallelujah? Because of the posture of their heart, amen. Jesus said, that if you were close to me, amen, that I would teach you those things. To those who are outside, Jesus says that I speak in parables. But to those who are inside, amen, those who are close, Jesus says that I reveal all things. It is given unto you to know the mysteries, the secrets of the kingdom of God, amen. Don't be, don't be satisfied and don't think that somebody's just trying to be super spiritual, amen. As, as we plow, we lay out the word and, and, ay -ay -ay, and try to bring you closer, amen, to the Lord. Don't be camped out there, hallelujah. There's, there's a closer place, amen. You must desire it, you must want it, you must have the want to, amen. Trails, 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 fireworks, trails, comets, meteors, trails. By the time that some people look, they only saw the trail. They did not see the beginning of the firework. They did not see the beginning of the appearance. 
kirabushata of that phenomenon in the sky, so you can only speak the little bit of the spray of the tail that you saw, not the head. Jesus is the head. The truth is in his face, Shambro, where the glory is revealed. Be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He shall make them to mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. And so that two-way conversation, hallelujah, many times requires being still. As the Lord's presence begins to deal with you, then you shall have knowing from the inside, by the presence of the Lord, mutual, you shall know, what the Lord is conveying unto you before you speak. Ha ha ha. Sebro sebrebo rama sam. Sam sam sam. Kora sam sam. Sam robo shabaroba shata. To you, Sam. Yam robo shandabur. You've had questions. Sebro bobo rema mama so. Remo si koramasha. But you taught. Hey hey hey. Meromo shata. Now it's time, Jeromo. To be still, for the communication of the Lord, Kayama, is in his presence, even his sentence, comes from his presence. Somebody troubled you. The Bible says that God's sentence, amen, comes from his presence. Hallelujah. Is your love Life right, care much. Is your love walk right? Do you want somebody hurt? Do you want the Lord to hurt someone? Be still. Hallelujah. Let the Lord fix you and fix your heart. And a lot of the problems that you that you believe that you have, shall melt away, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. It's a new day, new age. This is revival time. Hallelujah. And we pray for revival. But Lord, deal with us. Deal with our hearts. Hallelujah. First. And we thank you, Father. In Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.